Madam Speaker, the United States is facing an inflation and debt crisis not seen in over 40 years. West Virginians have seen the value of their savings erode before their very eyes because of reckless tax and spend policies. We know who's responsible for the current inflation crisis, but what in our country's history has allowed us to get to this point? The answer can actually be traced back to 1971 when President Nixon took the United States off the gold standard. The gold standard means tying the dollar directly to the value of gold. Under the gold standard, any American would be able to trade their dollars for a fixed amount of gold. By linking the dollar to the value of gold, the money supply could only be increased if the supply of gold increases. This connection protects the purchasing power of your dollars. That is why I introduced to, uh, legislation to return the United States to the gold standards. Had we been on the gold standard or some other fixed standard, we'd not be in the inflation crisis we're in today. I look forward to working with the Republican majority to make sure this issue gets attention. Thank you, and I yield back. That was West Virginian Congressman Alex Mooney speaking on behalf of his return to a gold standard bill introduced two months ago in October, with near no chance of being considered seriously, at least yet. This bill, H.R. 9157, if somehow ever enacted into law, would require the Department of the Treasury to define the Federal Reserve note dollar in terms of a fixed weight of gold based on that day's closing market price of gold. Federal Reserve banks would then need to exchange Federal Reserve notes with gold at this price. If a Federal Reserve bank does not do this, the Treasury must make any exchange and place a corresponding lien on the assets of that bank. In addition, Treasury and Board of Governors of the Federal Reserve must report on U.S. gold holdings, according to the bill. In the opening page of this bill, lines 5 and 6, Representative Mooney states that since the year 2000, the Fiat Federal Reserve note has lost more than 30% of its purchasing power. That's a gross misunderstatement, as I could make that argument over the last few handful of years. But looking back at these average price points for 1999 will give you a sobering truth of where prices have gone since in terms of the Fiat Federal Reserve notes purchasing power versus gold, it has lost negative 85% since the year 2000 started, and that's using the phony spot price in the last 22 years. Respectfully, and not cynically, simply being a realist based on current leadership in the USA, the chance of something akin to this happening in the USA without a massive currency crisis spurring or forcing that on us collectively is nearly next to no chance, zero, at least yet. So, in the meantime, do not hold your breath nor look for politicians to save your savings purchasing power. They instead, collectively, will more than likely continue destroying the national legal tender notes purchasing power, and that will happen over the long term. On a positive but still relatively tiny note, both North American and European investors are increasingly buying gold bullion coins in record size and in troy ounce terms. In this chart here, you can see that these bullion buyers, instead of awaiting around in hopes or price inflationary policy changes, they are instead often going ahead on their own pseudo gold standard by increasingly swapping out their local fiat currency notes for physical troy ounces of gold bullion. This chart illustrates that last year's record buying in 2021 will likely be eclipsed this year in 2022. Hello there, on behalf of SDBullion.com, this is James Anderson with a quick SD Bullion market update. Before we go further, please smash the like button so other sound money stackers can also see this content. If you find value in our weekly bullion market updates here, be sure to subscribe and hit the alert button so you don't miss them. After another year of stealthy 
undetectable silver redistribution. This holiday season, I'm turning over a new leaf. And I'm gonna get into that holiday spirit of generosity, and I'm gonna give away some silver. And thanks to SD Bullion's holiday collection, I can give away silver that matches both the holiday season and my budget. Hey, Sebastian. I'm getting into the holiday spirit a little early this year, and I got you something. Steve, you shouldn't have. Silver? You know, I've actually been wanting to start investing in silver. I think you need to do that. Steve? Well, there's always next year. The SD Boolean Holiday Collection. Get it before it's gone. I'll be traveling for this week's end of Friday Boolean Market Update and thus recorded this a day prior in late trading hours on Thursday, December 8th, 2022. Thus far in the week, the silver and gold markets began with selling off and have since rallied back to levels close to where they closed late last week. The spot silver price at the end of Thursday is just over 23 an ounce, while the gold spot price is inching back towards 1800 an ounce. While the gold-silver ratio has returned back towards 77 as they moved into today, the final day of trading for the week. The biggest news for bullion aficionados this week was that China has updated their official gold reserves slightly higher, and that's the first time of updating their official gold reserves since 2019. Headline reads, China's reported gold reserves rise for the first time since 2019. China's central bank said on Wednesday it had added 32 tons of gold worth around $1.8 billion to its reserves, the first time it has disclosed an increase since September 2019. The additions bring China's reported holdings at the end of November to 1,980 tons worth around $112 billion. China has the world's sixth largest official national gold reserves after countries including Russia, Germany, and the United States, which is the biggest with 8,133.5 tons. China has sometimes reported no change to its gold holdings for years before disclosing additions of hundreds of tons purchased over a long period of time. At other times, it has reported steadily monthly increases. The World Gold Council said last month that central banks globally bought 399 tons of gold in the third quarter of 2022, by far the most ever in a single three-month period. Much of that gold was bought by central banks that did not publicly report purchases, fueling speculation that countries like China or Russia may be stockpiling. Higher demand from central banks should help support gold demand and prices, currently around $1,775 an ounce. Gold's price has fallen in recent months as rising interest rates and bond yields made the metal, which does not offer a yield, less attractive financial investors in Europe and the United States. The reported increase in China's gold reserves was part of data released by the People's Bank of China showing its foreign exchange reserve rose more than expected in November 2022. In regards to the article's near-ending point about rising nominal interest rates having made gold less attractive to North American and European financial investors, that is true. Basically, over the last two years, net sales and outflows in derivative markets and funds like ETFs and, for instance, the COMEX, We've seen hordes of gold bullion leave the West and head mostly East to places like China and India. In 2022, we can see monthly Western gold ounce outflows of nearly three to five million ounces from April until last month in October 2022 on this chart. See the bottom right portion with the red bars flying out of those two respective gold stashes, ETFs and exchanges. 
So while a smaller portion of Western gold bullion coin buyers who are savvy, they've been stacking at record rates and record ounce volumes. In the larger picture of the global gold market, the West has been losing ounces to the Eastern bullion buyers, be they sovereign governments like China or high-grade gold jewelry buyers who are taking advantage of spot price dips. The biggest running canard in the global gold market at the moment still remains this clownishly small amount of official gold bullion reserves that China has recently updated, claiming now to have only 1,980 metric tons, or just over 63.6 million ounces of official gold reserves. Anyone who knows anything about the data in the gold market since the 21st century began knows that this amount is laughably tiny. That amount of official gold in China, it represents only 3.5% of their official Forex reserves, which are currently over 3.1 trillion, which is saved by the state. Perhaps one of the best articles on the matter was written earlier this year in March 2022 by Dominic Frisbee entitled, China almost certainly owns more gold than the US. And here's why that matters. If you thought the West was unprepared for inflation or indeed for Russia, wait and see just how unprepared it is for this bombshell. This is the biggest story in world finance, and yet nobody, bar you intrepid blogger, is reporting on it. For those without the attention spans to read all the way to the end, let's cut to the chase and get the main point out up front. China has more gold than the United States. Here's why China's gold reserves must be far bigger than official data suggests. First, consider China's U.S. dollar holdings, over 3 trillion of them. That's more than the UK's annual GDP. Its US dollar holdings eclipse those of every other nation. China is not going to want those to go to zero, not yet anyway. Then consider its gold holdings. It has 1,948 tons. Of course, now it's been updated to 1,980 tons. That's barely 3% of its foreign exchange reserves. The US gold holdings equate to over 65% of its reserves. What if China were to approach that level? Well, my argument is that China has much more gold than it says it does. And there are two parts of this argument. First, China's gold mining. In 2007, China overtook South Africa as the world's largest gold producer. It has remained so ever since. This past decade, it has produced about 15% of all gold mined in the world. Since 2000, China has mined roughly 6,830 tons. Over half of Chinese gold production is state-owned. The China National Gold Corporation alone accounts for 20%. And China keeps the gold it mines. The export of domestic mine production is not allowed. I state that number again, 6,830 tons. Already that official 1,948 figure looks very dubious. With reserves in decline at home, Chinese mining companies have been buying assets abroad across Africa, South Africa, and Asia. International production exceeds domestic production by about 15 tons in 2020. Second, there is the fact that as well as being the biggest producer, China is the world's biggest importer. Gold imports via Switzerland and Dubai are not always declared. But we do know that via Hong Kong alone, over 6,700 tons have entered the country since 2000. Add that to cumulative gold production since 2000, you get a figure of over 13,500 tons. Whether imported, mined, or recycled, most of that gold that enters China goes through the Shanghai Gold Exchange, SGE, including the gold imported from Hong Kong. So SGE withdrawals, for which we do have numbers, can act as something of an approximation for demand. And it's possible to get numbers for SGE withdrawals since 2008. Almost 22,000 tons have been withdrawn from the SGE. So why would China keep its gold reserves quiet? 
There's more, as Ross Norman points out. Not all gold entering China is accounted for by SGE withdrawals. The People's Bank of China, PBOC, the central bank, likes to buy 12.5 kilogram bars, which do not trade on the SGE. The PBOC often uses dollars on exchanges in London, Dubai, and Switzerland, while the SGE sells its gold in Yuan. The Chinese army, too, owns gold and does not have to declare its purchases. And there are other state agencies as well, the State Administration of Foreign Exchange and China Investment Corporation, the Sovereign Wealth Fund, for example. How much of this gold is state-owned? Norman guesses 50%. Shuchetsky, formerly of the Perth Men, says 55%. At 50%, the implication is that China owns over 15,000 tons, closing in on double the United States' official gold reserves. Chinese central bank gold holdings have apparently been entirely unchanged since mid-2019 at 1,948 tons, Ross Norman tells me, but few of us believe that. Put an additional zero on the end, 19,480 tons, and I should not be surprised that that is much closer to their official holdings. Whether it's 10, 15, or 30,000 tons, there's no way China can declare such large holdings, not yet anyway. It would cause an unwanted surge in both the yuan and the gold price. The government's 3.2 trillion of U.S. foreign exchange reserves would be devalued. Quote, I don't think China needs to brag about its largesse, says Norman. After all, a stronger currency as a result of that reserve backing would be counterproductive as it would confer competitive disadvantage. What's more, to declare so much gold would be a direct challenge to American supremacy, which China is probably not yet ready for. Parity first, then supremacy. And so goes the continuing canard of official Chinese gold reserves at the moment, juxtaposed by the Fiat Federal Reserve notes continuing lack of a stable gold backing to come. Perhaps at some time after much monetary chaos and a coming structural reset era has finally arrived in earnest, we will see real purchasing power in gold bullion revalue sharply higher than it currently is. In the meantime, I strongly suggest you continue to work on your own pseudo-bullion standards by acquiring prudent positions while they remain available to buy and acquire at reasonable historic valuations. To close this week, we have a couple of updates on major exchange outflows of silver and gold bullion. First in comics, registered silver registered ounces dipped this week to 33 million ounces, which is a new multi-year level low as this trend and this figure continues falling. While silver bullion held in the city of London also reported another net loss last month, hitting a new record low level. The vast majority of silver remaining in London is either spoken for unsecured silver ETF holdings, the gray section here on this chart, updated through last October 2022, and or private third-party silver, the aqua-colored portion of this chart, both of which have been dwindling in size since the Q1 2021 Reddit silver squeeze movement began in earnest. Both major silver exchanges in London and on the COMEX continue to see massive outflows of silver bullion. And it's understandable, as in this year, 2022, the world silver market is likely to have a nearly negative 200 million ounce supply shortcoming, as record industrial and silver store of value demand is hitting all-time high levels in many parts of the Western and Eastern world at the same time. I hope you all out there have and or are getting your share. That is all for this week's SD Bullion Market Update. As always, to you out there, take great care of yourselves and those you love. If you enjoyed this content, be sure to give our video a thumbs up. To keep getting bullion-related news and industry insights, be sure to subscribe to our channel. Finally, hit that alert button so you know when we publish fresh content.